is a two-drink-deep episode of the Blaine Kennedy Podcast, so you're going to get some good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the show. Hi, Suze. Hello. I liked your little warning. Warning. That's like, like a trigger warning, but the opposite. This episode is brought to you by... Buy two glasses of wine each. The truth is, this episode is brought to you by Away. For $20 off your order, visit awaytravel.com slash braincandy and use promo code braincandy during checkout. Nice. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. We had a really fun episode of the Q&A over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And if you guys oh are God, challenge it really fans, was it was good. fun. If you guys are challenge fans, you can hop on over to patreon.com slash braincandy and you can subscribe to that challenge only content, yeah. which is just a bunch of shenanigans and so messy this week. And We called oh, all the people that were everybody. speculated to be on the next challenge to see if their phones rang and it was more complicated than ever. Some we answered, don't want to ruin some it, didn't, yeah, and some thing. question mark. Question mark. Ooh. But we're not talking about that challenge stuff today. We're talking about <clears throat> brain candy stuff today. Episode 162 today. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, what should we get started with? Uh, well, I got one for you that's... Uh, I'm kind of inspired looking around our studio and this article I just read on a link between millennials and houseplants. All right. Yeah. So Let's start there then. Um, I feel like a lot of times millennials get a bad yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like, meh, here's what you guys aren't doing right. Meh, too much social media. Blah, blah, blah. Care too much about Instagram. Narcissists. Narcissists, whatever. But you know what they are doing right is connecting to nature. And so people who are studying the relationship between people and plants are discovering that millennials have a closer relationship to plants and to nature than previous generations had. And they're saying that this is really, really good or could be a good prediction of of what's to come in the future because when you care more about plants and when you want to surround yourself with nature, it reminds us that, hey, we're We're not not alone. alone. Mm-hmm. It's like you knew exactly. See, that was so good. What it, you just said. It really is. We've been disconnected from this whole world of plants, and it's almost become a trendy thing now. Where they were talking in the um, in the article about how Urban Outfitters has a whole section in their home department devoted to like caring for your garden and this indoor outdoor thing, and that hopefully this will inspire people to start learning about where food comes from and what plants like where our vegetables come from and growing their own stuff, which could help make us. I feel like since I've started getting into like horticulture and plants and growing things, I crave vegetables more. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am hungry for green, dark, leafy stuff. I learned a fun fact that is, it blew my mind actually. I have a friend who's a chef uh, down here in Manhattan Beach, and he told me that he went to a big conference for like foodies and people that grow their own stuff and farmers, whatever. And he said, did you know that if you use food stamps, that they're worth double at farmer's markets? What? Yeah. We need to spread the word about That's this. That's why I'm saying it because I was like, I bet a lot of our listeners they are do not food know that. stamps and oh would God. never know that. This gives me like good goosebumps. Yeah. Good chills. So that's such a cool program. Well, I think about Long Beach where I used to live and that was a f- considered a food desert. Many of the areas where the areas that I lived in, you would have to have a car or take different buses in order to get to a grocery store. 
But there was also a fabulous weekly farmer's market that took place in the same neighborhood. So I can imagine that the people in that neighborhood would love to know that they can use... Oh, I love that. Me too. I was like, I am so excited. He was like, I go, what else is new? And he goes, I can't top that. Like your reaction was so big. (laughs) No, I'm so excited about that. Because to me, that's really special that they, they... Someone thought of it and then it got implemented and that folks that, you know, for... What would yes. normally be ten dollars, they could get twenty dollars worth of veggies, and twenty dollars worth of veggies will get you so much farther than twenty dollars worth of stuff at the liquor store, or friggin' in the middle of the grocery, you know, yeah. like the packaged yeah. food. Well, sometimes they don't even have the option of going to a grocery store. True. You're getting True. the regular. Oh, because you're the saying marts, a lot of them the buy. A lot of them buy it at the liquor mart. Where I see I've seen families get even the produce. They're getting produce there because and they're these chalky white tomatoes that you have three to choose from. And I have seen I see people saying. shop this way. Yeah. And so just to know that is, is so awesome. I thought you'd like that. I do. I freaking love it. You that. like totally set me up with your little house plant thing. It's great. Well, because I feel like I often have to defend how many plants I have in my house. So To whom? Mostly just to myself. I, think. <laughs> I feel like the more the I'm better. turning into the plant lady. I love plant And every ladies. month that goes by that I don't get pregnant, mm. I buy like two or three more plants. Yeah. I'm like, guess I got to just get another plant because I'm you want to not nurture having a I want to nurture and care for something. And so I just, I check the soil levels and I've, I read it. All of our rose garden was sick. All of our roses were sick and had diseases. And I was like, I'm going to be a detective and figure out what's wrong. And let me tell you, I killed everything. Mm-hmm. When I used to kill... I used to say I had a black thumb. My mom would joke that I'm terrible at gardening. Now she comes over and she's like, oh my God, you're propagating plant. You're growing your own, like turning one into dozens. Oh my gosh. You just have to learn how to nurture them and how to take care for them, take care of them. And now my rose garden, I mean, I've got like three, three, um, vases full of roses fresh from my house. Wow. You're ready for a baby. I totally am. Somebody on Twitter thought you were pregnant. I see that. People are thinking I'm because like they say I have a glow, but that's just like bioclarity. So what ifs? (laughs) Um, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm drinking wine. (laughs) Yes, it is bioclarity. And we have been proselytizing bioclarity for a while, but if you haven't tried it and if you have any kind of problem skin, this is the three-step wash for you. It's soothing but effective. It doesn't have the harsh chemicals that make your skin uh, red and mm-hmm. irritated. Flaky or anything like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's so great. They got all new packaging. It's very cute too. I mean, I know that doesn't matter, but it's kind of I fun. Mean, but it does. But it <laughs> totally does. And uh, for our listeners, they offer a special deal. Go to bioclarity.com and enter promo code BRAINCANDY, and you get your first month for $9.95 plus free shipping, which is a $20 savings, and it's 100% guaranteed. And and also, I guarantee it Yeah. because it has been a miracle for me. No lie. Like, I'm not exaggerating. A miracle. Because for years and years, I had an unsolvable problem that is now solved. Yes. And I am not exaggerating. The same. I wish you could solve my warty growth problem that I talked about <laughs> on the last episode. If you don't know what she's referring to, listen, listen to, to last episode 161. Episode. You love that one. Yeah, but they can't solve everything. Anyway. It did, however, solve my butt bumps. So That's I told you I still do that. I forgot that you put it on your booty. Yeah, number, the number two treatment. Good for you. I just rub a little on my butt. <laughs> Wait, uh, I wanted to... in all areas, people. 
to follow up on how you said we were talking about how someone thought you were pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, if she is, she has a lot of explaining to do about her wine intake. <laughs> I mean, and then the person was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, right. I Oh, I am going to get nuts when I'm pregnant. No nail polish. Oh, boy. No hair dye. Mm-hmm. No. You're going to look great. Wine. <laughs> Bioclarity, that's it. That's it. That's the only <laughs> Actually, thing. it'll be pretty much exactly the same as now, but no oh wine. Oh, God. Yeah, it, I remember when I, I was... go about eight months between hair dyes anyway, so it'll be fine. Wow. I wish I could say the same. I have to go every three and a half weeks. Oh, my gosh. For this mop. But it looks so good. Yeah, or if I go even four, it's like Tanya Harding's here. Do you think you're ever going to be a color besides blonde? No. No, I don't think so either. Well, remember when you went brown, that light brown for like a second? Well, I went dark brown, and it yeah. was—it's my life's biggest regret besides my first marriage because <laughs> because I went to Tori and Brad's wedding. I looked like garbage, and then I slowly transitioned back. I liked it at my wedding, you know, when it was kind of like yeah. yours, like a darker blonde. But I, when I'm older, I think I might go more natural. Yeah, I think like an ashy blonde would look nice on you. Yeah, because yeah, as long as you stay away from the red tones, because be you good. know my mom, how she is still like bleach blonde, and she's seventy-four. And I'm like, lady, it's just too much. But it's natural. But it so suits her because she's yeah, a does. lunatic. But I mean, I don't want to be that person. Mm. But if that's great for her, but not for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just mm. sipping. I'm sorry. Okay. First thing I want to talk about. Yeah. It's a little heavy. Oh. oh but it was man. so good and I know oh. you'll love it. <gasps> what? It's a video. I think it's BuzzFeed. It is BuzzFeed. Okay. Have you heard of the Mengele twins? Yeah, this sounds familiar. I'm I know sure. I've heard this name. Yes. They were the the various twins that were uh, involved in uh, experiments in Nazi Germany. They were Jewish twins who they Hitler performed oh my experiments on them. Yeah, this is ringing a bell, but... Well, to be more precise, Mengele performed these experiments. So one would be treated one way. I don't know if it was a control and variable or what, how they did it, but there's this video you have to see. I'll put it in the newsletter. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, it's on the braincandypodcast.com. This woman. So this was a scientist named Mengele and he performed experiments, experiments on, on twins. twins. He, okay, but they so, call them the Mengele okay, twins. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Not okay. Yeah. And yeah. He, this woman is still alive and she described, oh my God. and it was a very long video, but it was one of those ones where you couldn't turn away. It was yeah. so riveting. Could we put this in the newsletter? Yeah. I said, okay. yeah, okay. I would. Here's why it's riveting. First of all, just the, the nature of the content is so fascinating that she was a twin. She gets to a concentration camp and the guy sees oh her God. and her oh sister oh and says to her mom, are they twins? And the mom said, is that good? And the guy said, yes. And he, she said, yes. They were immediately taken away from their oh, mother. They never bad. saw her again. Oh, no. But they were saved. Her, the rest of her family died, you know. And so at least they survived the camps. But Which is worse, though. A survival and being a ex- human experiment your well, whole life. Well, in her case, it was better because what a woman. She... The the beautiful thing about the video is she describes the horror of it and, and doesn't spare details. I mean, this is an intense video, 
but then she tells how she was able to forgive. And it's not by like Ooh, this hippy dippy deeper. It wasn't like Oprah, like hippy dippy uh-huh. stuff. It was like, she went and found a Nazi guard from the prison camp and went to his house and talked to him about it. And oh, like, she needed closure. She, and she made him sign a document that said, I saw all these people <gasps> in the gas chambers because mm-hmm. of the revisionists yep. now that are and like, she needs somebody to go. Yep. This did. Isn't that when you're, you need an, a victim in any way, you need somebody to believe and hear your truth. Yeah. It's so important to be able to tell your story. And he did <gasps> that for her and he signed the thing and said, here's how many people I can attest oh. that I saw personally get killed because they would do like in the gas chamber, they would yeah. not say uh, names. They would do numbers. Yeah. So then she said, I wanted to thank him and I didn't know how to thank him because, you know, what, how do you thank a Nazi mm-hmm. camp guy? Mm-hmm. And so she wrote him uh, his own document and said, I forgive you and I give you a piece of paper, a contract of forgiveness. I mean, it was That's super awesome. healing yeah. for everybody involved. She said that other Jewish folks who are survivors Have, hate be. her <gasps> well, because she forgave. And she oh. said, but... It was a gift to myself. Yeah, that's it. Is it, you know what? That's your, everybody's, everybody needs different things to heal from trauma. Absolutely. And everybody reacts differently to trauma. Some people may bottle it all up and never cry. And some people. And that's okay too. And that's okay. And some people may break down and cry right there doesn't mean anybody's experience is more intense or less intense and what she that was what she needed to heal some people i'm sure like i need to throw darts into a uh nazi uh you know bullet what right like, like target you practice chose whatever not to forgive i don't yeah, blame you don't blame you for at a all. second but don't, she wanted <sighs> to do that and her story is compelling. It's not so simple, oh you know. God. It's it's really it's ve- interesting. It's, that's not simple at all. The the experiments that they did, Sarah. You have to watch this. I will. Yeah. And you know what this this reminds me of is I I think what I would like to incorporate in future episodes, and I think our listeners would really like this. And you kind of uh, inspired me a few weeks ago when you were talking about the woman who was the striptease, uh, you know, who went in there and was like, oh, I'll show you. Yeah. And I think we should do a segment on like badass bitches through history mm-hmm. and include, you know, these women whose stories don't often get told. That is a brilliant idea. There's one that I read or not read. Uh, I was listening to NPR and this book, have you heard about the, the book, the girl who smashed code? No. Okay, so it is like the hot book right now. It is so cool. The author who wrote it is a guy. Um, he's been a, a writer for Esquire, for um, GQ, for a bunch of stuff, for The Atlantic, for a bunch of stuff we really like. But this book is about this woman named Elizabeth Smart who was recruited no. to... Yeah. Or Elizabeth Smith. Elizabeth Smith. She was recruited to... Uh, when World War One and World War Two were happening, we had no code breakers. Code breaking was something that didn't didn't ever really exist. But there was this small world of uh, literary historians who were researching Shakespeare and were seeing if there were clues in Shakespeare's work. So there were these weird code breakers who were studying history and. The government was like, these are the only people who know about code breaking. So they recruited this woman to 
basically be the first ever code breaker. And she cracked three codes that the German Enigma computing machine had. And she did it with a fucking pencil. No. And they did it with computers. And she is, there's this amazing book. I haven't read it yet, but I think I'm going to make it one of the book club books because it looks so freaking cool about the secret world of these women who, and cryptology and the, the women played such a, a huge role in history, but it's always like a secret role mm-hmm. that, and it was, uh, J Edgar Hoover was the president when she was doing all this and he took all the credit for breaking all the codes he didn't even give the credit to the women who were cracking it. That's really cool. And it was just a bunch of women behind closed doors and they even had a name for like the society, and they called it like, oh, team of da da da. Basically, hid their gender and hid everything about who they were. And it was a bunch of women who were sitting around saving us from Nazis and wow. winning the war. That's so cool. It's so cool. So I think we should start a Bad Bitches Through History segment on here. And if you are a listener and you know about a Bad Bitch Through History, freaking tweet at us and let us know. And we will do the research and find out about these females and talk about them because it's so awesome. That is a great idea. I'm so into that because yeah. it is like a running theme that we kind of do informally. Right. But Let's make it a Make it thing. a thing. Make it a thing. Mm-hmm. It's whatevs. It's whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> Except this is everything. We were just talking about us when Sarah's in a fight. Like if she ends with it's whatevs. Oh, I'm pissed. Oh, no. If I'm in a fight with my husband and like that's the official, I don't care. I go, it's whatevs. <laughs> And you should know, oh, it's Ebbs. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Well, here's the opposite of a badass bitch. Oh, oh Somebody oh no. posted this in um, oh, Brain Candy Crush, <laughs> and it is the grossest thing. Oh, no. I'm not even going to say what website it's from because I don't want to give her any more attention. Okay, okay. Let's have a look at the handwriting okay. before I read it just oh, okay. so you can see what Got we're it. dealing with here. I you know all that. know these girls yep, that like, have that girl. perfect penmanship and that's it? Hiding something. <laughs> they're hiding something, according to Sarah. I think they're not hiding anything. That oh, you're right. They're so simple right. that the only thing That's that they focused on is like writing like a kindergarten and teacher. And if they don't connect their letters, I, I I want somebody who's connecting their letters. Okay, well she's not. She's not connecting a lot of things. So this was a letter about oh what God. can what? young women what? do who don't want to go to college, and then it's a list of things they can do. Instead oh. of going to college, oh, no. Sarah's face looks like she's Scratch on. out everything on the list and just write go to college at the top of it. I would like to say, okay, well, let me read some of them. Okay, they can babysit. Wait, first. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so angry for a thousand reasons. Was there another list that came out that said what men can do if they don't want to go to college? No. Okay. Already fucking suck it. So, so. by the way, Becky posted this. I like to tell the name of people okay uh they can babysit nanny this is a separate one uh teach wait but actually no you can't music 
Okay. She said, teach music. And also, you'd probably be fighting with people who have a degree in music who would also like to be a teacher of music. Voice. Also, maybe fighting with people. Or who ballet have lessons. Wait, how come not any other kind of dance? Why those are hip-hop? the only three, Sarah. Oh, I'm confused. Because <laughs> those are the only three you can do. Wait, you're going to love this. Tudor, spelled T U D O R. No, no. Tudor. But only the kind that wears certain clothes and lives in, in old, England and yeah. all England. In the old world. The tutors. Okay. <laughs> Photography, cooking school, dog grooming. What about fucking cats? What if you nope. need a degree to work nope. with cats? You nope. can't. Ferrets. Become nope, an out. NTP and teach people how to get healthier. No, wait, NTP. You down with NTP? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Neutr- NT- what the fuck? Nutri- what is NTP? I have no idea. We also should get more education because like, I don't know what that also is. Also sounds like something you need an education for. Uh, house cleaning. <laughs> this I'm going to go through the whole list because Sarah's face is so classic. so mad right now. Uh, helping the elderly. Just help them though. That's it. Uh, volunteer work. Garden. Just garden. No, no verb there. Just... Oh, I guess that is a verb. Serving a church. You're going to love the next. <laughs> so good. Is cooking on there? Work at bakery. That's a real one. Work at bakery. Sell crafts. Take on. I thought you were going to say sell crack. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can also <laughs> do that without an education. Take- Prostitute. Put that on the That's list. That's not on here. Suck dicks. Take online herbal classes. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Also, if I'm getting my herb, I'm getting in in fucking real life, yo. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm sure, she's sure, that there are many other things that young women yeah, can do besides sh- spending a boatload of money on an expensive education in which few <gasps> ever use their degree. Okay. Now, here's where I have to start with that. First of all, the most important thing that you can get that nobody can ever take away from you, no matter what, is an education. Somebody can take away literally everything else you have, but they cannot clear your mind of information that you know. And also, knowing things unlocks the door to thousands of other things. The craziest thing is, you don't, you know why that list is so short? That list is so short because without an education, you don't even know what you don't know. That's one of my favorite things is that through an education, you learn that there are so many things out there. I believe it was either Socrates or Plato. I don't know because let me just finish and then you'll understand why. Who said, I know I'm a genius because I know I know nothing. And when you really go out there and search for information, you'll find out that there's an infinite number of things to know about. So to say, to write off all education and all knowledge as like a waste of time makes me so angry. And also the more I've learned, the more I've come to understand about myself, come to understand about other people, the happier I've become in other settings. Like it, this is, this is the opposite of I I feel like there is no limit to the amount of education that I am willing to seek after and obtain. You didn't listen for the last part. Oh, no. What? Not only do you not want to get an education, but here's what you do want to do. 
Encourage your daughters oh, no. to want to marry and raise godly offspring offspring by key, by being keepers at home. If you don't, the culture will convince them to be career women. Oh, God forbid. Mm-hmm. Well, the culture is convinced Isn't that special? Boy, I like it. Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with any of the also, things she named. that's the other thing I want to talk about. Is like, you know, Susie and I joke about this, not on the podcast a lot, is that for somebody who's such a proud feminist on the show, I very much fall into stereotypical female roles at home, and I... The funny thing is you fall into male and female. Okay, that's totally true. I also do all of the fixing. <laughs> I do all of the car maintenance. She's like, yeah, I built that shelf myself. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, Landon watched me. <laughs> Once I told Landon I needed his help screwing in a screw into a like a drywall screw. And he, it needed a little bit of torque and like some elbow grease to do it. And I just needed... His arm. I needed him to push hard, and so he. I turn. He turned on the gr- drill, and he pushes it in, and then he drills it in, gets all the way to the end, and then doesn't lift his hand finger off of the button that is turning it on, and then takes out a whole chunk out of my wall because it's like he drills and then doesn't ever push the stop. And he and I go, what are you doing? You're so, as soon as you get done, you take your finger off. And he goes, well, you didn't tell me how to work it. And I go, I didn't know I was going to have to explain the fucking on and off switch to you. I thought that would be kind of self-explanatory. I didn't know my husband was that unfamiliar with power tools that I needed to explain the most basic what were you saying about traditional roles that you have in your house? <laughs> okay, so maybe I don't have that. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> you can still love to bake and you could still love to help the elderly. Make, help the elderly. And oh my God, if anybody knows about crafting, it's me. I'm but how about sure. we raise our sons to help the elderly too? Like, <gasps> what are we talking about? And also, doesn't your son like to bake? Mm-hmm. He does. He made cupcakes the other day. And I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of top chefs out there who are men. And the whole this thing is, is everything wrong. is wrong. The whole thing is wrong. But you know what's right? What's right? Is getting a freaking piece of luggage that is not a pile of garbage. Here's yeah, the scoop. Who do we, we got... Oh, we, we got I, some I luggage. Need, I need this. Away luggage is the answer. It, they were inspired by true travel stories, and we're travelers. We're going yes. to Pittsburgh soon, and I'm going to bring my away bag. And they asked thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, what bugs them most about their luggage, and then they designed a bag to solve the problems like sticky wheels yes. and things like falling out and whatever, breaking. And then they added a new thing, which people were dealing with dead cell phones, so they added a USB port Lord in the bag. Lord knows I need that. Right. So wherever you are, you can charge your anything with a USB, a cell phone, iPad, whatever. And the best part is Away offers a 100-day trial. So you live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it. And then if you decide it's not for you, you return it for a full refund, no, no questions asked. That's long enough to take it on your vacation and... Right. Make an actual decision. And see if it really works for you. And 100 days. Jesus crazy. Adam stole mine. 
Oh, and took it to Tennessee, but he loved it, and he was like, "This bag is awesome." And then all of his crew friends <gasps> asked, "He's uh-huh. like, what's the code? What's the code?" So here's what you do: you go to awaytravel.com/braincandy, and you enter promo code braincandy, and you get twenty dollars off your order. And really, this bag is my favorite bag ever, and I am a travel freak, as yeah. you know. And I've had a lot of bags, and this is the bag. So give it a whirl. Oh, they are beautiful. Right? Don't try to steal mine. Oh, I won't. It's, I mean, we got two people Away sharing it over here. com slash brain candy. Code brain candy. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20 bucks off. The colors alone are beautiful. Right. Ooh. You're welcome, Sarah. Mm, thanks. <laughs> you need one for our trip. I know. If you guys are in the University of Pittsburgh area, you should come see us on October 16th. If you aren't in the University of Pittsburgh area, you should come see us on October 16th. We're going to be speaking at Pitt's International Week, which will be so fun. And we'll probably, we'll talk about, let's talk about a badass bitch in history. <gasps> yes. That's <gasps> Amelia I Earhart. I was just going to say that. Get out of my brain. Suze, I was just going to say, wait, what badass bitch we travels? We have to I talk know. about bing, her. Bing, bing. And a recent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. The next thing on my list. Let me see here. So did you read about the, when Melania Trump went to the library and gave uh-huh, her- uh-huh. No, she didn't go to the, she sent books to another school in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I thought she was there because I saw her holding them. They were Dr. Seuss the books. Dr. Seuss books that she sent as a donation to the school. And then the school said, Thanks, but no thanks. What are your thoughts? Let let me give the breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was actually there in person because oh, yeah. I saw her holding them with a bow around them. I think maybe that was a posy picture oh. because then why would they write a letter back to her to say, oh. right? Mm-mm. Okay, so she donates Dr. But whichever Seuss story so books fun. to a New England school, and they were like, "We don't need these books. Thanks, but no thanks." And what do you? What are your thoughts? And on that? also, okay, she said. Isn't Dr. Seuss a little bit of a cliche? That was a direct quote. Okay. So what do you think? Well, first of all, I side with the librarian because, well, there are a few things. I totally agree that if you're going to send books to any school, do not send them to a prep school that has a bunch of money in Cambridge. Send them to a school that really, really needs books, that maybe doesn't have a library, that maybe, I don't know, the dozens of schools that were just affected by hurricanes that now I'm sure their libraries are filled with water. Wouldn't that be a nice person place to, I don't think, I don't like just doing it as an act of like, uh, oh, look what we did. We like sent PR. books. PR. I don't want it to be a PR thing. I want it to be for, you know, a real reason. But I felt kind of, what I didn't know is that Dr. Seuss was filled with um, uh, like tropes and very like cliche, um, what do you even call it? Just care, like stereotypes, I guess. That That's what I, I think the letter was kind of coming across. That I don't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, so she said something about. I'll look it up about what her what her direct quotes was that the problems with Dr. Seuss though I thought were before he began writing these popular yeah. children's books like the anti-semitism and stuff that was from before and then he uh, 
he wrote other books to almost compensate for that. Oh. But I actually don't take the side of the librarian in this case. What? I mean, I agree that it's not ideal to send a gift to a school that doesn't need a gift. Yeah. But the librarian could have been gracious and said, thank you so much, and we're going to send these to a school That's what that needs them because there's no reason to spit in the face of Melania Trump for, for given books. I mean, I don't get that. She said that my school doesn't have a need for these books, then called Dr. Seuss a bit of a cliche and a tired and worn ambassador for children's literature whose illustrations were steeped in racist propaganda. I mean, that's not accurate because... Those the racist propaganda was very early in his career, and he apologized for it later. And furthermore, I think that this, the act of writing that letter, does more harm yeah, than it does. good. That I agree with. Why don't You're we right take about- the opportunity to say, you know, thank you so much for focusing on children's literacy. We we stand with you in that effort, and we're going to double this donation and make mm. it to these poor kids wherever. There was there's a tactful way to do it. This was somebody – I feel like if it were me and I were a librarian and Melania Trump sent me a bunch of books, that would be the nicest letter I wrote back. Sarah, that's I know. terrible. I, only because – I'm being honest. Only because of where I am with everything. I'm like – on it's not her, but she's associated with the person. This was the day after he's bitching at people for getting on their knees and how they're disrespecting. It's like everybody's got things so twisted. I can see that the librarian just wants to be like, if you really want to change things, shake your well, husband and blah, but blah, that, blah, blah. This blah, is a problem. Know? That is an example. And I appreciate your honesty. I'm be, totally. That I is appreciate just, that. I, I just feel like, yeah, it's an example of two wrongs don't make yeah, a right. It's, it's wrong, but that's the feeling. And I mean, I have issues with Melania Trump, but giving Dr. Seuss books is not one of them. Like, whatever. Great. I felt bad because I really like Dr. Seuss. I love Dr. Seuss. Not Except that one. Except the book I gave you that you hate. Hate, and I hid it. <gasps> Susie. Well, he can read it when he's literate. <laughs> he can okay, read well, it to himself. If I have a kid and I accidentally steal that book one day, I almost bought two, one for me and one for your kid. Oh, don't worry. I have all the presents <laughs> I'm going to get for your Susan's hypothetical like, child. Tambourines. Drum set. I mean, we ha- I mean, messy stuff like ba- baking. Wait, by the way, you know how Lincoln is super into chemistry sets? Yeah, yeah. So my kid decided to sell some of his toys so he could buy a chemistry set. And, like, this was, like, I mom boner t- of all t- time. T- caught on to his mom's t- life-changing magic of tidying up. But so I started... He's like, mm, this doesn't spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to show him uh, Mr. Wizard. <gasps> yeah, I love Mr. Wizard. Oh, do the one with the string and the... the, the oh, with the gas and the the... The leader bottle and it, it's like a rocket. Oh my oh, god, he's gonna go nuts! Oh, we have seen that one. I'll we watched the one with liquid nitrogen where they put the apple in and all these different things, and then they take it out and throw it, and it would crash, yeah. you know, because it would like make it frozen. Yeah, and it would change the molecular structure, and he got <laughs> so into it, and I was so excited. And uh, then I thought, well, we are gonna get a chemistry set, but I told him, I said, a lot of them we could just do with stuff we already have, like baking, yeah, baking soda, soda, whatever, and. Then I read about how Mr. Wizard had a chemistry set that he sold very in the 60s, like way back. And more recently, like in the 90s, I think it was um, it was either Crate and Barrel or 
R- Restoration Hardware, one of those places, wanted to do like a throwback. Uh-huh. And so they partnered with him and found that they couldn't make the, the damn thing because almost every item was outlawed <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> it's like mercury. <laughs> it's like playing. Yeah. With- and so like by the time they got to the ingredients they could include, it was like five things. And they were oh. like, and even these had to have a warning. It was like, and we really don't even know what will happen you if know, you use this. I say just get rid of those warnings on things and like it is a little bit much. Basic, like use your head. Yeah. Also, if it explodes, you know, step back. (laughs) That should be the warning. And wear some goggles. And besides that, you're fucking on your own. Because you know what? Kind of a bummer in a science lab. Shit happens. happens. But they have precautions. They have those things you can pull when you're Bunsen burning. (laughs) That should be our next (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. It's true though. And so anyway, I just thought that was a really fun thing because I grew up watching Mr. Wizard. Well, Suze, uh, this is like a off topic. Well, but not. Yeah. Uh, this is like normal. Um, <laughs> so remember when you got me that adorable spice rack that is a science set that I love and now I've rearranged my... Oh, yeah. And I have it out and like perfect and okay. super cute. Yeah. Because I flipped it around, so now it's like a pot holder too. Like it holds a flower vase. It's a, it's great. I love it. Wow. Um, but that inspired me to then look into vintage, um, chemistry sets. Yeah. Which make the cutest vases and bud holders for flowers, and you can find them all over eBay for cheap. For $16, you can get an old vintage Bunsen burner and metal stand, and you just t- you don't need the lighting, the chemistry part, and you put a little rose in there. Oh, my God. Adorable. For all my science fans and nature fans out there, you're welcome. I am, I am really upset that I didn't think of that. It's like when I show you the pictures of the, uh, even the ones, you know, when they have the metal clamp that holds the bolt that holds the thing. Yeah. And then you p- take that old metal clamp and it's kind of rusty now because it's got the age marks on it and you put the beaker in it and then you put one beautiful rose in there. Did oh you buy this God. or you're just like coveting it? I'm, I have a whole list on, on, I'm just trying to wait till then I can like sneak more plants in the house for, cause you know, it's getting out of hand over there. Of hand. <laughs> wow. Well, you have such, you have a lot of sunlight, so it works. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the next thing on my list. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh my God, Mr. Wizard said that's amazing. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, there is a woman who. Okay. Yes. I was thinking more about the books. Do you know Dolly Parton just sends books? Yeah, it's a to, cool program. She's the best. She's the best. Like the best. Dolly Parton has a book program where if you're somebody who needs a book for a kid, They'll just send you a book. Yeah, she sent millions of books millions. to people, and it's a beautiful charity. Mm-hmm. I and love it. She doesn't get enough credit for it, actually. Do, at, not at all. I feel like she doesn't get a credit for a lot of the charities she's got going on. She's doing really great things. And I fucking love how she looks. I know, me she's too. She's such a badass. And also badass hear, bitch! Badass bitch. Also, I hear she's a lesbian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think yeah, so. Yeah, she is. Like the Whitney Houston thing we yeah, talked about, I she has that cooking. Thing. She has a long time. Lover. Lover. And we love her. Oh, what is my favorite line from a Dolly Parton? Oh, he goes, she says, it's it's that song Romeo she does, which is one of my favorite Dolly Parton so- songs. And she goes, that boy's young enough to be my lover. <laughs> it's 
upset if that I was old enough were to so be. Oh, that boy's young enough to be my lover. <laughs> so good. Download that song, Romeo, and it's so good. Let me write oh, that down. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the song. Oh, I love it. Okay, her. so there's a woman, changing the subject, who yeah. previously in New York had suffered from something that you've seen like on uh, Unsolved Mysteries and stuff where you just wake up one day and you have dissociative amnesia where like all of a sudden for no real reason you don't know who you are. Have you heard about this? Yeah. But okay. Usually that can be traced to like a tumor or alcoholism. Sometimes it's just a, a genetic problem. <gasps> so this woman had that and she went missing in New York and like her family was, at that time they didn't know she had it. What year was this? Well, I mean, rough estimate. Not right 2008. now. Oh my God, this is recent. Yeah. Oh shit, okay. She was jogging and like just went missing. And then three weeks later, uh, a keen-eyed Staten, Staten Island ferry captain spotted her because they had put up posters and stuff. And anyway, they figured out that she had this problem and that, you know, it's an extremely rare form of amnesia and it's characterized by a sudden and unexpected travel and loss of awareness for of memory and identity and recent experiences. Okay. I like that it's a disease that encourages you to travel. So, <laughs> so many, what if there they, were other diseases that were like, now you dress in fine clothing. <laughs> now you only eat caviar. They call it like the born identity uh, that makes sense. disease because it's like <gasps> what Jason born yeah. had. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So she kind of like was found and picked up the pieces and she is a teacher. And so she got a new job teaching at a, um, like a Quaker school, you know? And then she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to move to the Virgin Islands and work. This is, she was still okay though. She was going to go work at the Virgin Islands Montessori school. And so she did and teaching three to six year olds. And then like she became the star teacher and was like, She's amazing, and anytime they would be touring touring the school with prospective parents, they they would show her classroom. I don't know why this is funny to me, but it's because your like your face is like, I'm where painting, are we going? I'm like painting here? a picture of this lady, and now going, I, yeah, that sounds like a great life. I want. It's that not funny now because she again is missing because of Hurricane Irma whipped through, and then no sign of her. So when she. First experienced memory loss. Mm-hmm. And this is went, her. Let me show and you. And then her went picture. missing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's young. Yeah, she's young oh. and pretty. She looks like not that you, it matters, but it t- paints like, a picture. She looks be, like you and me. Like regular, I'm like she's young and pretty, just like she's us. Regular, <laughs> like not you know. Sometimes you you imagine them being old or having a look where they're like, oh yeah, I can see that that person's wandering alone, confused somewhere. The actual word they use is called disassociative. F U G U E fugue would that be? I've never ever ever heard run across that word. And in she's all missing of my again on Saint Thomas and the Virgin Islands, and they are very concerned. Don't you think that you would do the same if you knew you had this? You would wear a bracelet like the good people point. who have. That's a really good point. There are a ton of people who suffer from memory disorders and amnesia and. Uh, um, what do you call them? Now it's it's ironic that I forget the <laughs> name of 
the memory of it, well, but there's a in, name for it. In but her case, one week after Hurricane Irma swept through the Caribbean, she went for a swim <sighs> in uh, a nearby beach, and according to a note she left for her friend, she planned to go to the Virgin Islands. Why did she leave a note? Where she worked as a teacher. Have you ever left a note for anybody? Never. Never. I don't, that is, I don't, that's weird. And I already think that's weird. She if you never ever came home. And they found her, uh, two days later, they found her car, no. her cell phone, wallet, and Suspicious. passport. Suspicious. But the problem is because of the hurricanes, they can't give a lot of Why effort to finding her. Why anybody write a note? Would you ever write a note? You're really for upset any- about that? No, note. because really, like, where, at this day and age, when you can send a text message to all your friends, could you imagine Maybe writing it's a with note her roommate, on the counter you know, and leaving it like? I don't know the the details of the note, but I do know that they can't really give any focus to it because the Caribbean is in a mess. Yeah. So her family's upset because. Oh God. So there you go. How weird is that? I mean, I'm a real downer today, but I don't mean to be. I'm just saying. I heard there was a nurse who went back to some of the islands that have recently been taken out by hurricanes. And there are dogs attacking, like dogs, wild troops of dogs have taken over the island and are now, she said she went into the hospital to go check on some medical equipment or whatever. And there was a wild pack of dogs that was attacking another, like livestock out there. So... People are wondering if they should even ever go back. Oh, man. Like, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing left, and it's totally flattened. And a bunch of places that friends of ours who live down in that area and travel a lot in that area, they're like, nope, gone. Totally wiped out. There's this bar that our friends used to always go to to call the Soggy Soggy Dollar because you have to swim for, like, to go get to the bar. Oh, for Pete's sake. It's gone. You know what you don't have to swim to? What? Candy Club. That I'm comes to you. Swimming in sugary deliciousness, though. <laughs> that swims right to your door. Yeah, that's true. And Candy Club creates uh, a beautiful box of candies and sends it to your door. And I went on there to order some from my friend Jenna Tries. <gasps> Perfect person, Je- Jenna Kim Jones. She's a candy and like snack fanatic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I gotta buy Jenna Kim Jones some candies. And so you get to pick like what you can, what you want. To What'd use. you get her? I got her chocolate caramel stuff, oh, that's good. and then gummies, gummy bears, uh-huh. and then some sour stuff. Okay. But the beautiful thing is, Candy Club is offering our listeners six tubs of candy for the price of three, which is freaking awesome. And they're big tubs. We're still working through <laughs> Sarah, last week's. <laughs> Sarah's, but Sarah's on her own on that because she is like a. I come up here and I'm like, where are my rainbow she's belts? A sweet tooth. <laughs> If you go to candyclub.com and enter promo code BRAINCANDY, you get those six tubs uh, for the price of three, which is fun. Um, okay. Can I? Okay. Do you have something you want to talk about? I mean, I have like a thousand things, oh, go but ahead. I'll just save them for other episodes no, please. or whatever. I'm all ears. Okay. Well, this is like because, you know, Halloween is getting close. Have you heard about the other podcast? Like, you know, because there are other podcasts out there. I can't believe that. I can't either. It's outrageous. Um, called... This Paranormal Life. Mm-mm. Okay. So I love them. What is their story? They take regular people's stories about paranormal stuff and they make a whole episode around it. And I wasn't really into it until some friends of mine were like, oh my God, you have to do research on this. So have you heard about this Dear David person on Twitter? 
No. Okay, so there's I'm angry. An, oh yes, the illustrator. Oh yes, the whole yeah. ghost story. Yes, but it's like unfolding thing. on Twitter. Yes. What do you think about that? Fake. 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 Okay. But everyone else, like on Brain Candy Crush, is going uh-huh. crazy I know, because they but think I it's am legit. Too because, but have you done the research on the pictures and everything? What? But he put up. I mean, I saw all the pictures, like of his cats going to the door at midnight. That means nothing to all, me. And then he's got the Polaroid. I'm going to do like one. Black. You know what? I'm going to do a Dear David and show you like why it. Those pictures mean nothing to me. Because and then he like does this whole thing about like, oh look, see that thing that wasn't there. I swear, I'm freaked out. You're not fucking freaked out. You are lying. And I always think it's convenient that there's a camera rolling to take pictures of like the other thing. Like that's set up. It is Sarah, but I know it's freaky and people get really sucked into it. But and I'm cynical, so I, I'm the most cynical. But come on. This is not legit. Like, and he's I goes weak. I know, but I'm just saying, like, people are getting really into it. So I'm like, am I just an asshole? Well, then I think oh, it's so funny how I'm so cyn- cynical for 11 months out of the year, and then in October, <laughs> I'm like, yep, paranormal everything. This is, I mean, it is really confined to the month of October where I, you know, it's like I that. I really like that. It's That's like, cool. I want to believe. That is cool. I like that idea that like for one month out of the year, you're, it's kind of like Christmas, yes. you know? I'm like, I be, I'm a believer. I don't believe in any of that funky business. Well, the you're going to love that I'm we have now. asked our listeners <gasps> what? to submit their real life ghost stories. Oh, I'm so excited. And so the funny thing is I put that on Twitter and Facebook and stuff and said, hey, send us your ghost stories to Dahlia at thebraincandypodcast.com. And she couldn't figure out why she was getting all these these terrifying stories. Because I forgot to tell her. I'm like, she's like a nice church going gal. Why is everyone sending all these? There's evil out there. (laughs) But you're going to really enjoy that. I will. For our Halloween episodes, we're going to do... Real and I'm gonna have them call in. And, oh my! Oh my god! We're gonna have music that's like this. But I do want to put people's minds at ease because I did a little bit of of uh, we'll call it research and psychology uh, today.com uh, did a whole article about when you were in junior high or high school or whatever. Did you ever have those sleepovers where you guys did the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror and you stare at the mirror and you go Bloody Mary? Bloody we never Mary, did, Mary. but I knew that. But happened. like that exists, yeah. and you're obsessed with it. When so, that's a real thing. Okay, explain it. So it's called the Troxler effect, and it is a real, studyable, repeatable experiment design that you can recreate over and over and over. And it works. Okay. What do you, what, when you look in the mirror, you say Bloody yes. Mary three times yes. and then what's supposed to happen? You're supposed to see the figure of Bloody Mary appear over your face. It's real. Wait a minute. Because of this effect. Tell me about it. Okay. So the Troxler effect was discovered by a, uh, psychiatrist and, um, uh, philosopher and I'll look up his name, but it was discovered in 1804 and 
it's essentially, have you ever seen that optical illusion where it'll have a red dot in the center of the screen and there'll be a bunch of gray dots or a circle around that dot and it'll say stare at the dot for long enough and eventually everything else around will disappear. Yeah. Well, your brain naturally wants to make sense of the images that are around it, especially when you stare at one fixed point for a long time, your your vision will focus on that point and will tend to ignore the information around that point because you're pretty much in your brain saying the only thing that matters is this point and everything else around it is like fluff. Mm -hmm. When you refix your gaze and you look again at your face instead of that point that you're looking at in the mirror, your brain um, naturally looks for edges or for faces and looks to make sense of whatever is it's seeing so it almost fills in the holes and when it does that it creates a uh, very um your mind plays tricks yeah your Your mind essentially just plays tricks on you and what you're seeing is a very very um measurable it basically fills in the things that it can't recognize with things that it can recognize and the first thing that our our vision does recognize is faces so what you're seeing is a blurred the the half a second where your brain is waiting to catch up to your eyesight and it goes i don't know it's a weird line and probably a monster and if you're already priming yourself with oh i'm gonna see a bloody face then what you're gonna see is a bloody face whoa yep troxler effect real fucking it's kind of like how we talked about the ouija board it's the same it's but the thing is it's like you can't tell somebody who's not seeing that that they're not seeing it because they are seeing it. Yeah. So it's real. It's like it's both real like and not It's kind of like PMS. Real. You know what I mean? Like how when huh. you feel sad or upset, <sighs> yes, it's from PMS maybe, but that doesn't mean it's any less real. It's real. Oh, true. See? It is I just real? got you on board right and then. And I'm... It. Yeah, it's like that. I recently read an article that said a, do- a male doctor finally decided to study cramps, and he said that women who experience uh, painful premenstrual syndrome and painful cramps, it's worse than a heart attack. Oh, I don't doubt that. He said it's worse than a heart attack, and we should we should have been studying this for a really long time, and science is not caught up to what's happening with women's bodies. See? I'm already pissed. <laughs> Make we're, me feel better. We're furious. No, I don't doubt that for a second. Because they, especially for people like you. I'm going to put, Suze, it's you so terrible, bad. terrible. No, terrible Landon cramps. walked in on me at five o'clock in the morning crying. He was like, what is, he, what, I'm, I'm bawling. And I, I think I have to put my, I've never been to a La Maz class, but mm. I go to a Lamaze place in my mind where I go, okay, we're going to breathe through this. And like this focus passes. on something else. We're going to yeah. focus on, we're going to breathe into this. And I go, <sighs> I mean, I'm either going to be really good or really shitty at having babies. One of the two. <laughs> either way. I'm pretty sure that you were born for babies. I think so. I'm hoping. I don't know what my husband is cooking downstairs, but it, it is smells smelling so great. Good. It smells so good. <laughs> we have opposite gender roles in this family. Mama's working and yeah. dad is cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to say before we go is how I read this great article about HGTV. And it was it was on Vulture. And it was almost like a, a history of HGTV. Do you watch HGTV? Yeah, I do. 
Do you get like super into it or what? Yeah. Well, I go through phases and Mm -hmm. however much I'm able to invest into my own home is how dedicated I'll be to HD. If my funds are running low, I'm not going to look at any new design shows because Mm. I'll just get motivated to redecorate. Yeah. Well, the article, so in addition to sort of being an oral history was poking holes in like the gender weirdness. I I was going to say in the beginning it was for men and now it's for women. Yeah. And I don't even need to read the article and guess that. And how like the hosts, it's always like. Don't you remember when Bob Vila was like HGTV was all about dudes? Yeah, this old house. Yes. And then now it's like they have the female host who's always like no nonsense like get it done. And then the guy's like a wise cracking idiot, like the, on the, uh, fixer upper, mm-hmm. like the wife's always like rolling her eyes at his shenanigans. And he's always like, can I use this hammer and break this wall down? <laughs> like a uh, friggin' tool time with uh-huh. Tim Taylor. That is kind of a tropey. Tro- yeah. It yeah. Is tropey. And that show where those, the couple like ended mm-hmm. up having marital, what the heck's that show called? Um, uh, uh, flop or flip fl- or flip or flop. <laughs> And now they, they turned it into a series, and they're just basically like franchised it. Come on. So but now with it's other couple? Flop Atlanta. Oh, boy. Because, okay. And now she's on Real Housewives mm. of Orange County. Oh, and that reminds me in something in the article that I learned that what? you will not surprise. This is an example of something I'll tell Sarah that is totally new information where she'll be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. I can't wait. The OC, where you live, mm-hmm. has the highest foreclosure rates in the country. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Could you really? Well, no, here's what happened. Yeah. Is Ladera Ranch is a perfect example of one that turned into a modern-day ghost town. So what happened is people came in, and it was during the mortgage crisis, so people who kind of were they, – they were upside down in their houses. Yeah. And the taxes in Ladera are so high. I live in a neighborhood that um, borders this this town, and – I can, we were able to buy a house that was almost $50,000 more expensive in the next neighborhood and pay less for it because the taxes in this neighborhood are so high mm-hmm. and they have things like a skate park and a water park and all this stuff that they do for, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's a scene. It's a scene. And then when all the houses foreclosed on, they didn't have enough money to keep even the civic center and the um, the community centers going. And so it turned into a ghost town. It turned into the the bustling preschool and all shut down. Everything is, and now it's kind of on the upswing where people where, but it it there are there's a lot of chasing the wind out there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of faking it, and there's a lot of people who would rather have a nice house. You know, there was a. Um, my parents worked on this movie a long time ago that I've never seen, but it was called Encino Man. And the catchphrase on Brandon it was... Brendan Fraser. Yes. I never saw it, but it was like my parents were both in the production of that movie. That's and the song. shirt, the crew shirt said, drive a Cadillac, live in a tent. And so I remember not knowing what that meant, but then asking like, what does that mean? And my, my parents saying like, some people are all about putting on airs. And I always kept that in the back of my mind of like, I never want to drive a Cadillac and live in a tent. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone's driving a Cadillac and living a tent, in a tent in Orange County. Not everyone, but a lot I feel of like they're driving a Cadillac and buying a mansion that they can't afford. Well, yeah, and then lo- losing it. And then they're, everybody's... Pfft, it's sad. Interesting. It really is. 
It's been nice talking to you today. Oh my God. Now I have stress. <laughs> Can we pay our mortgage? <laughs> All right, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and to tell a friend and to write us a five star review on iTunes. It means the world to us. Yeah, man. Thanks, everybody. Love ya. Bye. Bye.